0: are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Good morning, as I often do, I'm going to use a little object lesson. So I'm going to ask Brother Highfield, if he will, to bring out a candelabra, and uh, he's going to put it right here, and I'm going to use it in my sermon this morning. Uh, Brother Colston heard I was going to do this, and he said never thought he'd see the day when we'd have a candlelit candlelight service here at First Baptist Church in Hammond, Indiana. I just want you to know we're, we're going first class here this morning, I'll tell you for sure. And uh, the Colston, I'm going to ask you, if you would, to one of these. I'm going to ask- Uh I'm going to give you a little object lesson this morning. Now, if you don't go to sleep, fellas, you can destroy this whole thing. You can sit down and just hold it there sitting down if you want to. Now about the would you sing, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it <laughs> You, folks may wonder why we uh, laugh at First that. It may shock you, we're, we're happy. I mean, uh, uh, going to church for us isn't like a dose of Epsom salts. It's like a banana split, and uh, we we like it here and uh, we enjoy it. We we can't uh, we we can't uh, have a lot of laughter where a lot of folks have laughter because we don't believe in going there. But uh, so we have to laugh at church, and God gave us a laugher. And uh, I want to talk to you this morning on the subject, We Are the Light of the World. Uh, we Are the Light of the World is the title of my message. And I'm, a, I'm going to tell you this morning, and I mean this, what's wrong with America. Everybody's got his ideas. Every, every psychiatrist has got some new dumb idea of what's wrong with America. Uh, God knows what's wrong with America. And God knows how to correct it. The answer for every problem we have is right there in that old book, right there. And this morning, I'm going to show you the answers, as simple as can be. But we've lost it here in America. We are the light of the world. Jesus said in John eight twelve. He said, "Ye, of, I, I am the light of the world." He's not me, but Jesus. He, Jesus said, "I am the light of the world." In John eight twelve. In John five fourteen he said, Ye are the light of the world. And then in Proverbs twenty twenty seven he said uh, he said the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. So I want you to follow me as I try to talk to you for a while this morning. Our Heavenly Father. I pray that you'd speak to our hearts in this hour. And as we use this little visual aids, may our our minds be informed our hearts be in tune, and our lives be corrected. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Colston, blow yours out if you would, please. Follow me carefully. First John 1, 5 says, God is light. Say that. God is light. All right? Then if God is light, all light comes from God. Because God is light. Jesus said, I am come, a light, into the world. Again he said, I am the light of the world. Again he said, he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Now follow me carefully. What was the purpose of Jesus coming into the world? The purpose was so men could see the Father. And the Father, in 1 John 1 5, says he is light. So Jesus, see, uh, no man can understand God. Uh, no man has seen God in a time. And uh, so Jesus was God's revelation of himself to man. Uh, he was man so man could understand him. He was God so God could reveal himself in something that man could understand. This morning in our front porch there was a newspaper placed there. That newspaper called, I'm going to see what the news is today. That's not the news. The news took place all over the world in the last 24 hours. That is an impression of the news. Somebody took the news and impressed it on a piece of paper. That's what Jesus is. He's called the impression of God, or the exact expression of God. He is God. We cannot understand Him or see Him, so God impressed Himself on what we could understand and see. And that was Jesus, God in the flesh, the Bible says. We call that God incarnate. All right? So Jesus then came to be the light of the world. Because God is light. So, he goes to God, and he becomes the light of the world. God is light. And so Jesus, Jesus gets his light from the Father. Listen to me now. He gets his light from the Father. Because uh, man could not understand him. But but the truth of the matter is, is that Jesus, <coughs> let me get my microphone here, the truth of the matter is, is that Jesus himself was confined to one little geographical location. Consequently, the Father who is light, 1 John 1, 5, gave to Jesus his light in John eight twelve. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He turns around then and says, ye are the light of the world. And so, I'm going to take this candle from Brother Colston, <laughs> and I am going... Uh, now, since Jesus is Revelation of the Father, somebody needs to tell the world about Jesus. Somebody needs to tell the world that God is come in human flesh. And so, we, he, we come here, and uh, Jesus gives his light to us. And that candle is expressing uh, the, the light. Now, where did this light come from originally? It came from the Father right, (laughs) came to Jesus, and then Jesus made us also the light of the world. Now then, we light these candles. Now this morning, I'm going to show you this congregation. Don't get it, Brother John? I'm going to show you this congregation. Some of you are telling the world about Jesus. And some of you are doing nothing about it. God the Father cannot be seen. But God is light. Jesus became God impressed in the human body or compressed in the human body. And he then said, I am the light of the world. But he could not go to Africa, to Nigeria. He could not go to the Philippine Islands. He could not go to New Guinea. And so he says to us, you also are the light of the world. And so the light that Jesus got from the Father, (laughs) Jesus gave to us that we may show the heathen world, the light of the world. Now, that's only introduction, so listen very carefully. I must get my, okay. Jesus got His light from the Father by yielding to the Father, is that right? He yielded to the, to the, to the Father. And then, uh, the, I get, listen to me now, I get my light from, by yielding to Jesus, is that right? I, this candle here that had no light yielded to the light of Jesus, just like Jesus yielded to the light of the Father. Now, that means this. That means I must get my light by yielding to him, and that's what Proverbs twenty twenty-seven means. It says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man. This right here is these candles got their light from from the Lord. And Jesus said, God said, the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Don't leave me now. Don't leave me. I'm gonna get out of that while and make this practical. <clears throat> now then. So Jesus is the candle of the Father. And I'm the candle of Jesus. Is that right? In other words, he's the candle, got his fire or light from the Father, and I got my light from Jesus. And so as Jesus, Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, even so what? Send I you. Okay. What? As the light of the world. The Father sent Jesus, but he was confined to one little country about 40 miles wide and about 80 miles long. So he says to us, I want you to go around the world and carry my light. But the only way we can carry his light is yield ourselves to him like Jesus yielded himself to the Father. Now, there's a great lesson here, and I want you to notice it. One, the fire and the candle. Let me have this. The fire and the candle were made for each other. Now, I've got to walk slower than I like to walk. Now, this candle right here was made for fire. The fire and the candle, uh, by the way, this candle right here, this candle cannot fulfill its purpose in life without the fire. So you unite fire and the candle, and both the fire and the candle fulfill their purpose in life. That means that Jesus cannot fulfill his purpose in life without us, because we are the candle of the Lord. So we yield ourselves to him, and then as we yield ourselves to him, then we can fulfill our purpose because we must get our light from him. And without his light, we cannot fulfill our purpose. Likewise, can Jesus fulfill his purpose in the world because he needs us as a yielded candle in order for the light to go around the world. Now that means the fire and the candle need each other. Second, that means each they're made for each other. Second, each needs the other. Third, without each other, neither can be fulfilled. Now here's the sermon. Listen carefully. Here's the sermon. The inferior must yield to the superior before the work can be done and before either can fulfill its purpose. Now fire is superior to a candle. So the candle gets its light by yielding. The thing that's wrong with America is everybody wants to be fire. Nobody wants to be a candle. I mean, nobody's happy today. Nobody's happy. I mean, the honest, simple truth is everybody's miserable today. The black folks are not happy. Indian folks are not happy. Women aren't happy. Uh, the, the uh, homosexual folks are not happy. Everybody wants to be fire. Nobody wants to be a candle. But ladies and gentlemen there are superior forces to each one of us and if we don't yield to those superior forces we cannot fulfill our purpose and we also keep them from fulfilling their purpose in life <laughs> consequently the inferior must yield to the superior now by inferior i don't mean that anybody is better than anybody else i mean that okay we have the mayor here this morning the mayor the mayor is holds a superior office uh, not to me, because I hold the highest office in the land, being a man, of, uh, pastor of New Testament Church. But I'm not superior to him. He's not superior to me. But the office that he holds is superior as a citizen of Hammond to me. Now, that means if the mayor and the city council pass a uh, a law that you got to go 25 miles an hour down Calumet Street, which is the dumbest law you've ever passed in the whole world, mayor, if I ever run for mayor, I'll run a campaign to raise that speed limit between Sibley Street and, and one, one sixty-fifth to thirty-five. And nobody goes down that street. Uh, which one of you guys will do it? Wes, would you raise it? He'll do it. Will you raise it, Mayor? He, he'll do it. We got two deals here now. But, but I go twenty-five miles an hour down that street. I'm the only person in the whole universe that does. In fact, the Mayor passed me just the other day. Now, why do I go 25 miles an hour down Kelly Smith Street? Because my position as a citizen is inferior to that of those who pass the laws. <clears throat> so I I cannot be a happy citizen unless I yield myself to the superior office that is above me when I drive down the street. And nobody can be happy or successful or fulfilled in life until he, in his position in life yields himself to whatever authority is superior to him. Now let me say this. Let's take Jesus and the Father. Number one, the Father needed Jesus in order to reveal the Father. Number two, Jesus revealed the Father in order that the Father may be known by man. Jesus and the Father were made for each other like the candle there was made, the candle was made for the fire. Jesus Yielded to the Father. Now Jesus was equal with the Father, the Bible says, in eternity, but as He came for 33 years, He emptied Himself and became flesh. And as a man on earth, He was inferior to the Father as far as obedience to the Father. So Jesus came over and yielded Himself to the superior force, and that made Jesus able to fulfill What the Father had in mind, and Jesus will fulfill, and the Father will fulfill. I don't care whether you're a child to a parent, a citizen to a city, a wife to a husband. I don't care what you are. You're not going to be fulfilled in life till you submit yourself to the authority of the power that's superior to you. That's what's wrong with America. Anarchy. Everybody wants to be his own boss. Nobody wants to obey. You don't believe it. You, 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 You keep the speed limit. You try it. I get, listen, I've learned more words than I thought I knew. I mean, boy, I, I, by the way, <coughs> I keep the speed limit. If it says 55 miles an hour on the toll road, I go 55 miles an hour. And brother, I'll guarantee you, every stinking truck driver in America has cussed me out. And they get about that far from you and turn their bright lights on. You know what I do? I push a brake slightly. Think, they think I'm going to stop. Boy, they but anyway. Now, I obey the speed limit. I don't always agree with it. Have I told you about this dumb place down here on Calumet Street? I don't always agree with it. But you see, what's wrong with America? Everybody wants to be a chief and nobody wants to be an Indian. Nobody wants to submit himself to the superior authority that God has placed over him. Whether it's a basketball coach, a football coach, a school principal, a teacher in a classroom, a mayor of the city, a pastor of a church... Uh, Or or whatever it is, everybody wants to be boss. It can't work that way. Society cannot work unless the inferior position submits itself to the superior position. Now then, not only Jesus and the Father. Let's get down where you live, the husband and wife. Oh 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 oh, the husband and wife. Does that mean that man is superior? Listen to me, to woman. Can I be? That does not mean that man is superior to woman. It means that somebody had to be the head of the house. So God chose somebody. Now, the truth is, somebody's got to make the final decision. In our house, we divide them. Ms. Hiles, we decided 50 years ago, this October 24th, that all of the big decisions... I'd made. And all the little decisions, she'd made. In 50 years, not one big decision's ever come up in our house. I can't wait till it happens. Now, wait a minute. The husband and wife were made for each other. Just like Jesus was equal with the Father, but emptied himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, because of that, Jesus submitted himself to the Father. The inferior position submitted itself to the superior position. And Jesus was fulfilled, and the Father was fulfilled. The wife is not below the husband, and the husband is not above the wife, or vice versa. But somebody has to make the final decision, and God said, Okay, I'll choose the husband to make the final decision. It's only fair. We deserve some extra favors. He made the wife pretty and us ugly. Now we deserve some attention also. He made me cute, but... Uh, anyway, I'm saying... Now listen to me carefully. Listen. Have you... <laughs> Have you ever noticed the looks on the faces of these ERA women? Tell me, do they look fulfilled? Most miserable bunch of wretches in the world. We we want our rights. They look like the offensive line of the Chicago Bears. We want our rights. We want our rights. Well, you have a right. Your right is to submit yourself to your husband. And that's as much Bible as John three sixteen is. <clears throat> now that doesn't make you inferior; it makes you fulfilled. When that, but here you are. Here are the women in this room right here. One, two, three, four, five. Not a five, a four burning, five burning, four not burning. Which one are you? This piece, this little thing right here, is not fulfilling its purpose without the fire this thing cannot fulfill its purpose and the only way that this thing can fulfill its purpose is to submit itself to the fire and you i don't care who you are no woman in this world is happy unless she submits herself to the authority well you say you must be a you must be a male chauvinist pig no sir i'm a male chauvinist hog And these airs, you know what I think they are. Now, you listen to me. You say, I don't like this preaching. I'm going to preach this book right here. And God said, the wife is to submit herself to the husband. Well, my husband, dumb and I am, the wife, the Bible doesn't say the smart wife. The dumb wife supposed to submit herself to the smart husband. And no, America will not solve its divorce problems and its marriage problems. And it's home problems. And the problem with America is not something wrong in the White House, though there is. The problem in America is not something wrong in the schools, though there is. The problem in America is something is wrong in the home. And the only thing that's going to save America is revival of the family in America where the father is the head of the house. So... You'd be, you'd be amazed how wonderful it'd be to be feminine. Right, Brother Sisson? And here's what every married woman in this house ought to do. You are equal with the husband as much as Jesus was equal with the father. But somebody had to be the final decision maker. And there are th- hundreds and hundreds of women in this room this morning who are just like that. <clears throat> no light, no, no, no gleam, no, no joy, no satisfaction, no peace. Nothing is ever fulfilled until it submits itself to the superior for which it was made. And here's what you ought to do this morning. Yield yourself to the fire. Submit yourself to the superior, not superior quality, superior position because somebody had to hold it. And then you take your place. And you then have fulfilled your purpose in life and you're satisfied because you now can shine the way you ought to shine because you have submitted yourself to your husband. Let's go to the parent and the child. They're made for each other. Made for each other. Child was made for the parent, parent made for the child. Now, does that mean that the, the parent is always smarter than the child? No. Does that mean the parent is superior to the child? No, it does not. In some cases, I tell that girl to sit up there and listen to me. You want to turn, turn around and look at me, that's right, I'm preaching to you. You need to hear this. And by the way, that's one of the things wrong. The kids run the show. Sit like you want to sit. Go to church and sit like this if you want to, but you won't do it here and get by with it without Brother Howell telling you, sit up and listen. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The children of America need to be taught the wicked sin of being disobedient to parents. How many souls you win the teenage soul winning crusade? How much Bible you learn at the college, I don't care if your parents have a little sign on the back of the car that says, I'm a proud parent of an honorable student at Hammond Baptist High School. Brother, I'd rather be the proud parent of of an obedient student at home. They're made for each other. Each needs the other. The parent needs the child. The child needs the parent. But the inferior must yield himself to superior. Now, here are you children teenagers right here. Some of you have yielded yourself to your moms and dads. You you submitted yourself to the authority of the administration of your school. You submitted yourself to the authority of your dad and your mom, and you are fulfilling your purpose in life. But some of you are like this candle right here. There you are. ask the question, which one of these looks the prettiest? And that's why that the grumpiest kids in this world are those who are disobedient to parents. Let me just say it. You go to one of these public schools having trouble. And that's what's wrong. The school boards ought to give the teachers some authority. And they ought to give the principal some authority. And get back to spanking a kid when the kid needs a spanking. And obey the word of God. But you show me those those schools... But there's no authority. And I'll show you a bunch of students of are the grouchiest looking folks in the world. Don't know how to dress when they go to school. Look like they're dressing for bed when they go to school. Kids, when they go to school, ought to dress up some. You go to Hammond Baptist High School. I double-dog dare you to go to one of these public schools where they're having trouble, where nobody has any authority. You go to Hammond Baptist High School and you'll see the happiest bunch of kids you've seen in your life. I want to tell you something. The most miserable kids in this room today are those kids who are not obeying your mom and dad. You're the ones who are at the rock concerts. You know, 25 years, Hammond Baptist High School, we haven't had a suicide yet. We've had a few murders, but no suicides. <clears throat> not a suicide yet. You know why? I'll tell you why. That but they will not be happy until that candle says, I'm going to submit myself to that power that's above me. And then when that candle does that, it fulfills its purpose in life, and that candle becomes happy. And so does the child that obeys mom and dad. And I want to tell you something today. For your own sake, children, obey your parents. You'd look at the faces of the rebels. Look at them in class. Then look at our students in class. You may not like our methods, but I dare you to match our results. And, it, and our results are exactly the results that you want. But you call us old fashioned. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm old-fashioned enough I believe a woman ought to be a woman. Yeah. Lady ought to be a lady. Yeah. Child ought to be obedient. Yeah. Principal ought to be in charge of the school. Yeah. Teacher ought to be in charge of the class. Yeah. Man of God ought to be in charge of the pulpit. Yeah. Yield yourself. You say, I've got my right. Pick your picture. I've got my right. That's the way you look. Look at the sulking teenager. Oh, this is good. Then look at the obedient young people. Look at the obedient students. Go to Howells Anderson College and compare it to Indiana University. Look at the joy on the faces of the students. And the reason, ladies and gentlemen, is one word submission. Three words submission to authority. That man said no ought to have some authority in this town. City Council ought to have some authority in this town. And though I don't always agree with what they do, I obey what they do because they have the superior office in this town. And your mom and your dad have been given by God the superior office in your home. And America's never going to be restored to the old time virtue America used to have to, to respect for authority and submission to authority. And the inferior's position, yielding the superior position, is revived in America. I like what they did in Ohio. Forgotten what city in Ohio I preached there. I forgot the name of the city. School board said if you come forty-five minutes late, you go home. I like that. Same thing for employer, employer and employee. Employee has an inferior position. He's not inferior. <clears throat> this man right here is not inferior to me. In fact, in many ways, he's superior to me. I admire him tremendously. One of the best men i ever met in my life. But on the staff of First Baptist Church, I have a position that is superior to his. Somebody has to have it. I don't enjoy it. I wish I didn't have it. I'd rather be in his than mine. But God has placed me here, and he, and, and, and he's happy. Why? Because he has submitted himself to the authority that God has placed over him. Not a better man than he is. Same is true with teacher and student. I'll close with this. No wife will be fulfilled until she yields herself to the superior force. Position of husband. Not that she is inferior, but she'll never be fulfilled. No child will ever reach his fulfillment until he yields himself to that superior force. No citizen will ever be content. He'll always be an anarchist rebel until he yields himself to the, to the authority that was placed over him in government. No employee will ever be a happy employee Until that employee yields himself to the, to the, to the employer, not the employer is better than the employee, but he holds a position that somebody has to be boss. Now wait a minute. No, listen, no human being will ever be fulfilled in this life until he yields himself to his God And submits himself to that great omnipotent superior force for which he was made. God made man for himself. God didn't make you so you could live on earth and enjoy life. Eat cheese quarter pounders half a day and watch television at night. God didn't make you just for that. God made you for himself. God made you to receive Christ as your Savior. And God made you to yield yourself to him. That's why you're made to the praise and honor and glory of God. Why God made you. And you're never going to be fulfilled. You're never going to be fulfilled until you submit yourself to that superior force which is deity as revealed in Jesus Christ. What you need this morning? I can save you a lot of psychiatrist bills. You ever notice how dissatisfied these people are that have everything you wish you had? Liz Taylor's been married every man in America but me. And she wrote me a letter the other day. Oh, wait till that one gets out. Miserable. Miserable. By the way, it's been a heartbreaking week for me. Ginger Rogers, that? My first flame. But now, wait a minute, folks. You listen to me. This old world, and by the way, I can look at women right now in this building who are rebellious women to their husbands and they got frowns on their faces right now. I can spot them just, just like those candles up there. You have any problem telling which one's lighted, which one's not? Neither do I. I can see sweet ladies out there who may or may not have husbands who are superior to them mentally or, or, or emotionally or educationally. But who submit themselves because there must be authority? And I can see them smiling and shaking their heads like that. I can see a bunch of you ladies. It would be an era if you could be and be a Baptist. You're in the spiritual era. I don't care who you are, whether it's an employer to an employee to an employer, whether it's a citizen to a mayor or a citizen to a governor or a citizen to a government. I don't care who you are, whether it's a school student, a a class student to the teacher, whether it's a schoolmate to the principal. I don't care who you are, whether it's a child to its parents or whether it's a creature of God to His Creator. You will never be fulfilled until that which is the weakest yields itself to that whom God has chosen the place of superiority. Now that means this morning, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, here you are, right here. There you are, all all broken up. I knew you'd come in handy someday. There you are. There you are. You weren't made to be like that. You were made to be like that. And you can become like that right now by realizing that you are a sinner like I am. There's a price on sin. That price will end up in the lake of fire. But Jesus, the Son of God, came took on himself the form of human flesh, revealed God to man, and told the rest of us to reveal Christ to you as we got uh, submitted to his light because he submitted the light of the Father. And if you right now will say, I know I'm a sinner, I know I'm lost, and I know that Jesus died for me, and I'm trusting him right now as my hope for heaven, that moment God will make you his child and you will have a reason to live. So here's what you do this morning. You just walk up to Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm submitting myself to you. And as you submit to him, you as this candle will then have fulfilled your purpose in life. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, PreachTheBible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit KNVBC.com for Christian music you can trust.